Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Welcome in to Purple Daily here, part of ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com. And we're going to dive into a new segment now that we're into the Vikings offseason, where we go through four questions on this Friday. We're going to call it very creatively Four Question Friday, you guys. Four questions. It used to Friday. be five, but now it's going to be four instead. So yeah, we Pulled wanted we wanted to give a little more space to explore. So we reduced it well, in five the five questions is hard. Four, and plus we get to keep the alliteration of the yeah, F and the five, F. And five questions, a lot of questions. It is a lot of questions. And there's four downs in football. So four question Friday, and it's presented in part by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer. Declan Goff, what are you sipping on this weekend? Well, so speaking of four questions, I got four flavors I'm working on this weekend, and that's blackberry, wow. lime, cherry. Mango and traditional lime. So I, I got I have a good amount of seltzers in, in my bag ready to go. You ever mix two seltzer. together? What would it be like if you mix the cherry um, and the lime? That might be that might not be good. I don't actually. know. If, well, I mean, cherry lime is is a good flavor. That I've had some cherry lime flavoring things that might not be bad. Sometimes you know you mix a little spirit into that into that Corona hard seltzer over ice. There, there you go. go. I love it. There you go. Because Corona hard seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes. Corona hard seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. Once, once this week gets over, uh, then, then Rick and I will sit down and, and George Payton will sit down and we'll figure out um, – you know exactly where we need to go, and you know I, I have a decent idea on a lot of the, a lot of the areas right now. But uh, you know we'll have to take a look at the salary cap. We'll have to take a look at the draft. We'll have to take a look at um, uh, you know the personnel, and and then kind of go from there. I, I love Mike Zimmer's little line there of, of saying, "I've got a pretty good idea of what I want to do with this thing." He's thinking. Well, I know we're going to cut Rudolph because you know, that guy makes too much money. I just want to run some more. <laughs> Let's just run the football some more. We're going to trade Jefferson and Thielen and just run the ball 700 times in 2021. Second and 18. Third and 18. <laughs> we're going to punt on second down. Fourth and long. We're going for it. <laughs> so this is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff is producing. And this is a four-question Friday where we have four highly important questions as they pertain to the Vikings 
and uh, just football in general. And boys, this is the debut of Four Question Friday, and I don't know if we're going to have a more juicy or compelling question than the first question of this series. Oh, we're going It strong. is all downhill after this first question. I'm just going to warn everybody. Ordinarily, you save the best for last. No, we have to save the best for first in this instance because there are multiple reports. Adam Schefter has a deep dive on ESPN.com that Deshaun Watson is not happy in Houston that he's not only contemplating demanding a trade, but that he's telling some of his teammates that he's going to demand a trade from the Houston Texans. Yep. And just to summarize kind of where this all comes from, um, well, it, it, it goes back to the Bill <laughs> O'Brien stuff and them trading DeAndre Hopkins and alienating yes. him without any weapons and them being terrible in general. But then as they were transitioning into, okay, Bill O'Brien's out. We want you involved. Ownership is saying this, presumably, uh, or... Uh, allegedly to Deshaun Watson. We want you involved and we know you want to be involved. And so you'll get a say in like who we interview and stuff. And Deshaun said, great. Cause uh, I'm hearing some great things about Eric B offensive coordinator, former Vikings running backs coach. And I really think it's worth at least an interview with Eric B and they didn't, and they haven't. And they've just ignored Deshaun Watson's request for wanting to be involved. And yep. so let's, we can unpack all of this. The question is, does the availability potentially of Deshaun Watson make you regret on behalf of the Vikings the Kirk Cousins contract extension from last year? Of course it does. Yes, absolutely. The Vikings, when significant players are available at positions at which the Vikings need help, actively need help, high profile, right? We need a guy that can rush from the right end. Jared Allen is out there, right? The Vikings have been traditionally involved in the sweepstakes for high-profile position players who could help them. Can you imagine if the Vikings had come up with a way uh, in what became a 7-9 and year to clear cap, to leave Kirk on what would have been the last year of Kirk's contract, and so he played the contract out as it was, not as it got restructured to. And right now, Deshaun Watson says, I want out. And you say to yourself, hold on a second here. Let's do the math. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith Jr., even Tyler Conklin, right? We've got guys that can catch the football and uh, cook. We've got skill position guys who are really good. We have an offensive line that's questionable, and we could try and rebuild that and get players at almost every position who are going to help us. Uh, or we could have a quarterback who can run and throw on the run and make plays. And the, the offensive line still needs to be good. I'm not saying it can be a cluster bleep, but it doesn't need to be as good as it does for Kirk. Should we pursue Deshaun Watson? Let's see. We got a first-round pick to trade. Potentially Daniil Hunter to trade. We have future picks to trade. But we could have a quarterback who I know is very expensive, Phil, but he would fit the role and the need for the long term, provided he stays healthy, would I regret the fact that I went to Cousins in what became a seven and nine year and signed him to a two year, sixty six million dollar extension, as opposed to him walking away right now and me potentially making a really strong pitch to get Deshaun Watson? Hell, right, I regret yeah. that. So listen, like I, I love the idea. If you don't have an elite, like needle moving, franchise elevating quarterback. And there's probably five to eight of those guys in the NFL. And Deshaun Watson, I think, is one of them, despite how bad the Houston Texans record was. I think you can chalk that up to a lot of problems, mostly Bill O'Brien related, 
That team had no chemistry. They were ready to book tee times two and a half months ago, right? If not even in training camp. They were they were literally plotting going into that Vikings game how to get their coach fired. Like that was their priority. It wasn't winning games. I think Deshaun Watson is a notch or two above Kirk Cousins because of his mobility, uh, just because of his upside, his age, all kinds of other reasons that we've seen over the last couple of years. And so if if I don't have one of those top elite needle-moving quarterbacks, then I want flexibility. It doesn't mean that like you have to constantly be getting rid of, you know, you know, your current quarterback and ever revolving door, but I just if you don't have to sign a guy to like 60 million extra guaranteed dollars when he already has one year left in this contract, ideally you don't do that. I get what the Vikings were doing. They were trying to clear some more room in 2020 to bring in a Michael Pierce and then COVID, it all kind of blew up in their faces. And there's still a way out. Like, if you really wanted to make a move for Deshaun Watson, you could try to move Kirk to, like, San Francisco or something. But this is why you don't lock into guys that aren't elite for a bunch of guaranteed money if you can at all help it. Because when those guys do pop up or get disgruntled or there's a possibility for a trade or the possibility for, like, you know, a Tom Brady in free agency or an Aaron Rodgers, like, toward the end of their career, you want to leave those doors open. And just imagine, like, what, so Declan posted about this on the Score North Facebook page yesterday. I saw literally one of the first comments was, Deshaun Watson, yeah, good luck behind this Vikings offensive line, to which I say, that's precisely the reason why you would go get a guy like Deshaun Watson. He's able to, not always, but more often, overcome a bad pass-blocking offensive line because of his legs than more of a pocket-passing statue like Kirk Cousins. And so I am all in on this idea I don't think the Vikings are going to wind up with Deshaun Watson, but if that dude is at all available, I don't care how much money he makes. Like there's like five or six quarterbacks, I'm okay with them being expensive because they can rise above some of the other deficiencies. And I think Deshaun Watson's one of those guys. You should try to get him, Rick Spielman. I, I know you watch this show every single day, Rick Spielman, on YouTube in your office. So please listen to us. So I think if the Vikings had um, had allowed Kirk's contract to expire that there is a 100% chance today that they are on the phone, at least with the Texans, about a potential trade of some sort. I fear now there's no chance. There's no chance. Because they're going to say, look at Kirk's second half. Kirk is our guy. We signed Kirk. They're, they're Kirk's going, 32, though. I, mean. I know, but I think that they're going to justify their actions. If they, look, if they had simply accepted their fate for 2020, right? Like, if they had just said... We're not going to sign a veteran corner. We're going to be young there. We are obviously in this league going to struggle. Now, that doesn't mean our players can't develop, but we're going to struggle. Hunter has a neck problem. That's sort of weird and wonky. So we're not going to go get Ngakwe. We're sort of going to accept our fate here. We're keeping the second round pick, right? Kirk's going into the last year of his contract. But you know what? Kirk doesn't strike us now as a Super Bowl winning type of quarterback, which we thought when we originally signed him, he might be. Like, if you had just sort of accepted where your team was at, and this, keep in mind, too, was with Zimmer and Spielman starting three-year contract extensions in 2021, so there was some security there. Think about the potential for conversations right now, which would start with, okay, Kirk, it's been fun, or sort of fun, but we're going to move on, and our first call, and at that point in time, a trade with your first pick, your first-round pick, second-round pick, is at least a realistic proposition. 
Think about the potential Dude, there. I mean, like you, for next year, you brought up all the weapons. You know, I mean, Jefferson, Thielen, Tyler Gronklin, as I've seen some people calling him. <laughs> yeah, Cook, who would help a ton. Or if, like, yes. imagine so. Imagine the guy who also completes seventy percent of his passes, Deshaun Watson. So he can he can do all of those things. You know, accuracy wise, I think Kirk's. I think in terms of like accurate percent, we could look up PFF, but I think Kirk is probably a more statistically accurate quarterback. But it's not. There's not much of a gap. But then the other element of when a Dakota Dozier, who probably should never play another snap with the Vikings, but if it was last year, if he gets plowed into, Deshaun Watson scoots to his right, keeps a play alive, Jefferson improvises up the seam. Like, there's five touchdowns on the table. As good as the Vikings offense was last year, if you added Deshaun Watson to this team, it is the best offense in the NFC overnight with these weapons. And then you get defensive players back and you fix it. Dex, where are you at with this? I mean, I would have done this 100% uh, because I didn't want to extend Kirk Cousins from the get-go. I was really upset by that. I I understood why they did it because they lowered his cap hit for 2020 so they could sign free agents, which then the biggest part of that free agent ended up not being uh, someone who could be there. Uh, However, I do think Deshaun Watson was going to be that dude as I'm frozen on the screen right here because I'm in that much shock. Are we frozen too? No, no, no. No, Just 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 you. I'll deal with it here after I finish my rant here from Eric Eager too, who pointed this out. (laughs) Actually, Declan is a ventriloquist professionally. He's just amazing at speaking without moving his mouth. But Eric Eager pointed this out on Twitter, friend of the show of Purple Daily. He said, this is awkward since there are teams that have won zero games, but among teams that have won a game or more during a season, the Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson earned the largest ratio of wins above replacement to team wins. 83.4% 83.4% in the PFF era. Dude. Watson earned 3.34 war this year, and Houston won four games. So literally, Dude. Deshaun Watson was 75% responsible for the wins, right? I mean, that's basically what it's trying to say. So he was carrying a horrible Texans team. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, again, people are going to say, well, if he's so good, why did they only win four games then? When you have a franchise that the roster has eroded, the head coach gets fired. The belief in the coaches is gone, and guys are aging like J.J. Watt. And you traded DeAndre Hopkins. Like everyone's unhappy. That's the recipe for a disaster season. Also worth noting on Pro Football Focus, Kirk Cousins, who had an excellent most of the season, was the tenth highest graded quarterback in the NFL. So, like according to PFF, Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback or a fringe top ten quarterback. But according to PFF. Deshaun Watson is the third best quarterback in the NFL this year, right there with Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady and Josh Allen were also graded if you plugged, in the top five. If if you plugged Deshaun Watson into the Vikings offense in 2021, I think you were talking about easily a top five quarterback in the National Football League. I agree. Which Kirk Cousins is not going to be. Mm-hmm. Um and and the intangible thing is this. And Kirk doesn't have it, and I think that Deshaun Watson does. And that is, I think he has the attributes of a quarterback off the field. I think guys gravitate towards him. He can lead, and that's important, too. Um, So I just, if Kirk Cousins, if the Vikings had found a different way around their cap problem and it hadn't been Kirk, I think the transition from Kirk walking to a potential trade for Deshaun is so attractive Mm -hmm. And, and in the Vikings world, look, it's plausible. They make moves like this. They do. They do. They're I mean, a blockbuster move franchise. This no. is not the twins of, oh, that's garbage. No, this is a team that when guys are available, including Kirk, they go out and they take shots and they are not afraid to take shots. Yep. And I will say, because we've had a lot of people that disagree with our general stance on Kirk, which is like, all right, cool, you know, you, 
Jaguars, Panthers, great, but like need you to elevate more because it's always Kirk or a rookie has been the conversation, right? Do you sure. draft a rookie? Yeah, because of contract. I don't think anyone, I mean, I would welcome you, drop a comment in the YouTube comment section. It feels like almost everybody is on board with Deshaun Watson is next My level. My Twitter feed right? blew up, and I think it was two people who said, uh, be quiet, Kirk is fine, and about 25 who said, sign me up. Yeah. So, Rick Spielman, George George Payton, if you're not... George uh, doesn't care. He's talking to Lions. Interviewing with other teams in the NFL. Oh, my God, the Lions. Get creative. Make this happen. Win a Super Bowl. That's the mission statement here. Let's see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before What would the excitement be? If this team got Deshaun oh Watson, God, what dude. would the excitement insane. be? It'd be pretty helpful. I mean, they would love him. I mean, they haven't. I mean, the Brett Favre. It would. I would say it would rival the Brett Favre excitement, but probably like we all knew that the Brett Favre thing was just like yeah. a secret summer it fling. It was a one night stand, right? It was a one night stand, and, and all of us knew going in it was one night stand. This is like a decade stand. This is a marriage if this happens. Oh yeah, and there are no. By the way, there are no actual reports that are linking the Vikings yet to the Texans because there hasn't been any actual conversations, but. They and totally this is one at some point of soon. very few who I would pay him. Like, th- that does not... Th- mm-hmm. This is a guy who's probably, what, about five or six guys who I say, take the contract. Me too. Not Kurt. Not Mahomes. But, but Watson, I say, take the contract. All right, question number two for you guys. Everson Griffin was, according to his Instagram yesterday, bumming around the Twin Cities. He's still locally. TCO Performance Center? You know, right before the pandemic hit, I was sitting two seats down at a local crave next to Everson Griffin, who looked much more muscular in his t-shirt than I did at that bar. But uh, So I think he still lives in the Twin Cities, has a home, and he was, he was Instagram videoing himself driving by the Vikings practice facility. And according to Chad Graff from The Athletic, he does have interest in returning to the Vikings we don't know if there's mutual interest, but what do you guys think? If Everson Griffin is uh, open to a Vikings return, would you guys have any interest in signing him what's if the, you're Rick Spielman? What's the contract? Oh, $12. He's rich. I don't think $15. he's going to $15. You know what? I probably don't. Let's cap it at five. Is it $5 million? Is that too much? Yeah. I, you know what? No. One I, year, $5 million. No. I am at a stage where I need to see the players that I, I have or go out and get a productive starter um, and He's at the point now where I think he's pretty close to being cooked. That doesn't mean that he couldn't catch on with the team and that he won't. But if I'm the Vikings and he didn't come back when he, I think, was offered the chance last July, um, I am probably done there. I It's been fun. He was very, very good. But I'm not going to continue to go back to the old days and try and uh, and rekindle the success from that. From what I saw from him, I think it's done. So, no, I'm going to find out what I have because if Griffin comes back here, I'm definitely not going to get, I don't think, something close to what I did. And this franchise does need to take steps towards its future, I think, not the past. What about you, Dex? Are you in or out on an Everson-Griffin reunion? I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm open to it. I'm not completely out of the question of it. I, I think you have to probably put incentives in the contract. It, it's got to be the right amount of money. Like I said, a five would be the cap, and more preferably, it's probably like two or three million with incentives based in to get to five if he gets you know certain sack totals and tackle totals, etc. I'm open to it. I, I really don't think you can get worse to what the defensive line was last year, even if he's a, or a placement-level player. That is better than what the defensive line was for the Vikings. So I, I'm open to it. I wouldn't I wouldn't be singing praises if it happens, but I, I'm open to it. So, all right, according to Pro Football Focus, even though he only played about half the available snaps, 
he was still the he ranked 45th in pressures this season, had seven sacks. Like there's still some there there with him, and uh, and and he is still able to get after quarterbacks. So I would give this a flyer if it was for not very much money. In fact, if you go off of just pressure rate, he was 31st in the NFL among edge rushers. So he, he's still a starting caliber edge rusher that can get after the quarterback a little bit. He knows Mike Zimmer's system. And um, I just, money is going to be at a premium for the Vikings yeah, in terms of cap space. So like offensive line is a big priority. So I would make sure that offensive line is getting fixed first. And then if there's some leftover for Everson Griffin. Now, if there's a better pass rusher out there, I would look to explore something younger but um, yeah, you only have one pick in the first two rounds, so you got to fix some of these other Develop areas of your roster. Yeah, Odenabo is going to get some additional snaps again next year. But all right, question number three. Speaking of that, that that the only pick you have right now in the first two rounds, the 14th overall pick. What is the percent chance you guys think they draft a quarterback? I'll give you a two part question here. Okay. With that pick. And then part two is with any pick in the draft. Oh, so starting with the first round, and then the and then and then the yeah. rest. So of your the first draft. answer is what percent chance they the draft a quarterback in the first, and then percent and then percent chance they just draft a quarterback at all in the draft. Got it. Percent chance that this current administration drafts quarterback in the first round is incredibly low. I'm going to put it at five percent. It's very very low. They they are definitely uh, in their minds um, capable of, and they should be. Winning games in 2021, they are going to get a piece to the puzzle that I think helps them immediately. And they almost, I'm sure, in their minds need to because the pressure is definitely going to be pretty intense going into next year. Uh, The odds of them drafting quarterback in the remainder of the draft, I think, are incredibly high. I think it's about 90% um, because I I think they like Mm -hmm. to draft QBs like fifth, sixth, seventh round, see what they potentially have exactly right. Those guys can easily be snuck through to the practice squad. So very, very low, 5% in the first round, 90% though from the third round on. I would say it's probably 10% in the first round, which I know is still a little bit more bullish than probably both of you have. But I think overall, like, yeah, like Judd said, it has to be like 90, right? Like, I'd be shocked if they don't take a shot at someone. Like, look, Nate Stanley and Jake Browning are just roster spots, okay? They're not, not, they're not your future. Jake they're they're, they're future not going to do anything. Understand. Oh, okay, great. So was Kyle I mean, Slaughter. That worked out well. They've, they've had those guys around for a couple of years yeah. on the practice squad. They know what they're so. doing. Uh, but I, I would say 10% chances it's in the first round, especially if how the board falls, too. Obviously, I think that will dictate it. But I, overall, I'm with Judd. It's probably 90 to 95 that they will take one as a whole throughout the draft. See, I actually, so I think it's th- like 3% in the first round. I think it should be higher. Like if there's a Trey oh, Lance yeah. sitting there or what, something. What we think, yes, is definitely different. But what I think they're going to do, I think I think they're going to try and run this thing back. So I think it's like 3%. I only think it's like a 50% chance that they draft a quarterback in this wow. draft. Oh, I actually think Why so long? they're going to fall more in love with Kirk's performance post by than anybody. Because it's their vision. Like, their vision was bring Kirk in, develop him, build a system around him, watch him thrive. And he thrived. As long as we run a lot. And so, you know, we got Browning and Stanley over here on the practice squad. You know, we could probably find a veteran for a million to bring into the mix in camp. But, like, let's build off what Kirk did. And if we have to address it next year, that's where I think their minds are at right now. Back to Purple Daily in a moment. We appreciate Federated Insurance sticking with us here at Purple Daily and Score North throughout 2021 and all the work they're doing to help you business owners out there. Imagine how helpful it would be for you to have employee training right at your fingertips or industry resources that can 
help your business reach another level of success. Well, that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. So, like, think about, for instance, if you have company vehicles, do you have a driving policy in place? How would an accident caused by one of your drivers affect you, your employees, your community, your businesses? That's why we don't let Judd and Declan drive vehicles around here. We don't want them crashing into poles and things like that. I'm not really excited by our cars here. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just, they're not I mean, excited by you either. That's, that's why, why it goes why you don't get to, two-way street fill. to drive them. Um, so if you're already a Federated Insurance client, what are you waiting for? Get registered today so you can jump on my shield through federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And if you're not already with Federated, well, make sure you talk to your Federated Insurance marketing representative today. Remember, at Federated, it's always our business to protect yours. Okay. So I'm going to say a 50% I will chance. say this. At some point in time here, Kirk is going to get hurt. Because of the offensive line. Being- well, yeah, and and look, I mean, he he's been incredibly durable. At some point, that that's that's him, but it's also luck. Yeah, yeah. So I got to think that there's going to be a year where, like, in week five, he breaks a leg or something. <laughs> Seriously, breaks he's an been ankle, super durable, in or his tears up a knee, something. He's also taken. It's not like he hasn't taken. No, hits he as takes a, a ton of hits, but I I just. There's going to come a point in time where they're going to have to, I think, play a backup from behind Kirk. And final question for you guys here on Four Question Friday. If you could only listen to one football talking head the rest of your life. Oh, my God. For every game. Play by play or analysis. I would say more analysis. Okay. Analysis. So a football analyst. So every time you turn on the TV, every time you're watching a game, like, this guy is the analyst or the guy on, you know, get up in the morning. It's instead of Greeny, it's just this guy talking football or sure. gal. Who would it be for you? <sighs> Boy, football. I see this one coming up. I was not prepared. I was not prepared. With all due respect to uh, Shregs and with all due respect to Kay and, uh, and James Brown and Chris Berman, if I could listen to one person, I'm going to go with the guy that that our old friend Rami said he wouldn't pay, but I would. Oh, Tony Romo. Romo. Yeah. Uh, I, he gets it. He gets. I he's mean, super fun. And he's, this yeah. year has been great be, because he he is more intent than ever on driving Nance crazy. So like he'll do impressions of himself. Oh, Jim, I think it's oh, coming. Jim, like know. he know, but like he knows. Yep. He knows that we laugh, and so. He parrots himself. It's just fantastic. Dude, if you guys, he gets it, and he's still incredibly good. If you guys get a chance, it was sometime in like November, I want to say, Tony Romo sat down on the Bill Simmons podcast and talked for an hour about his broadcasting. Really? It's so good. Oh, I'd like to find that. And they and they, they broke down some players and stuff, too, but it was mostly just like Bill asking him all the questions that we would want to ask him. Oh, nice. Okay. So I yeah. just, I think he's fantastic, and he's and he totally gets the act as well. Yeah. What about you, Dex? I used to hate this guy as a kid, but I think also that was just me being a kid and in high school and being an immature idiot. Now punk. I'm just more like a half idiot uh, with an, being an adult. You punk. Uh, I love Collinsworth. I love Chris Collinsworth. You I used think to hate him? I used to despise him. I, wow. I, I, it's the same reason why like I used to despise Joe Buck as a kid. I, I, I irrationally despised him. There was no real reason. It wasn't because of the Randy Moss move. But you grew thing, up. But I grew up. And a lot of people didn't. The Collinsworth well. slide, too, man. It's legendary. Collinsworth has been great from day one. Self awareness. Yeah. Learn to, learn, to, learn to grow and learn to, learn to be better. So I, I would say Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth is, is my dude. Yeah. He's smart. He's. I, what, what, what you notice uh, with him on Sunday Night Football, and the producers do a good job of this, too, is 
they always have like four or five different themes that they've discussed beforehand. And when a play pops up, like a left guard will do something, he'll have like a film package ready, ready. and he'll show something or whatever. It's great. So uh, part of the reason why I asked this question is because I, in the last year, have discovered the Twitter account of one Brian Baldinger. Now, Brian oh, Baldinger. Baldy with the finger. He's been, Baldy's been the, what do you mean? Like he has right. a missing finger? No, no, it's broken and it didn't get fixed. Okay. And so it goes in the wrong direction. Okay, classic okay. offensive yeah, classic, line, right? Classic football player. Yeah. So on, he, he, he's been a—I think he's been a Fox color commentator before, and he's been yep. an NFL Network guy. Yep. And I don't know if you guys have ever watched these. I'm going to put one on the screen here. His breakdowns. He does these Twitter film breakdowns. Let's fade this music down and listen sure. to the gloriousness of Brian Baldinger here. This is the precision of what a passing game is supposed to look like in Week 17. This is second and two, A B at the bottom, is going to run a 20-yard comeback. Ryan Jensen snaps the ball at the 46-yard line. Just count it. A.B. is going to put his foot in the ground at the 34-yard line, exactly 20 yards down the field, right at the 34, not the 33 and not the 35. It's a 20-yard comeback. So now the ball is now in the air. All the heavy breathing's right. And A.B. comes back to get it. Doesn't give the defender a chance. When it's a 20-yard comeback, it's a 20-yard comeback. Precision, like a diamond cutter. That's the way it's supposed to look. These two are just getting warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> coaches so film. The coaches film with a down and distance. He posts multiple right. videos a day just breaking Google, down the film. Google Brian Baldinger's finger. Oh, my God. And then go to images. Oh, my God. You will thank me or throw up. Oh, my God. Uh, if oh you just God. ate, don't do this. Oh, that's his finger. Oh, it's it's going the wrong oh. way. Oh, maybe don't show it. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one. Okay, okay. I'm, right. I'm gonna pop that's, this on the. That's your prerogative. You've got the power. Oh my! So it's that's how his finger is. It got broken. He clearly didn't get it fixed. Hold on a second. This is. Uh, it needs to be rebroken. I'm and sorry. Reset. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to get this on the screen here because I. All right, here we go. For the for the YouTube audience, if you're squeamish, yeah, look away. This is. Sorry, my, my my screen froze up here. Sorry, this is taking so long. Baldy. But uh this is a this is an article called Twenty Athletes with Unbelievably Messed Up Fingers and uh Baldy no! is the first one. That's no! his finger, Dex. No! That's his finger. It's going the wrong way. That's like Dude, look at him. <laughs> there's more Dex, apparently, look, apparently there's look. more on here. Yeah, there's That's a bunch okay. of guys with That's bad right. fingers. Messed up fingers. That's yeah. Okay. A lot of football. Players have uh, Dude, that is, fingers to point in the wrong direction. That is amazing. And Larry that, McCarron had that. And that puts out. a wrap on four-question Friday here. I mean, can you even bend your finger, like, even slightly? That, no. I that mean, I way? got freaky long fingers. and like, I, Oh, you have big digits. But I, I, like, if, you ever, if you ever need someone to flip the bird to someone, contact me, and I will give you the best bird flipping that I could give. Like, I really, I really have really good you have so gangly long fingers. Gangly big long digit? fingers. I have a double-jointed thumb that can I, be kind of I got double-jointed fingers too See that so oh that's good yeah, right there. but imagine your finger like. going the wrong way all the time look at that yeah i wouldn't like that that's like that. oh that's good yeah. you like that i don't you like i have that? no i have no <laughs> i have no comment on what both of you <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was trying to go for the kirk one i don't know where you have it here but uh that's a ra- oh here it is you like that you like that all right that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily, we will uh, we have plans to catch up with Mike Sando for some more quarterback discussion. He's got he's got speculation that Kirk Cousins might not be a Viking next year too. 
So we'll get to the bottom of that on a, an upcoming episode of Purple Daily. We'll see you guys next time.